Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. Man, we got a special, special guest today, man. Ugh, been been waiting for this, Keith. It's like Christmas morning for me. What about you? Would no you kidding might be the most interesting guest we've had. I think so. I think so. We've had some good guests, man. And, yeah, you know, that's saying a lot. No offense it to is. our yeah. Yeah, our previous guest. But, uh, yeah. So we've got a, a a automotive industry guest coming on today. And I'm willing to bet that if you are a SEMA guy, if you're into uh, sport compact performance, sport compact builds, anything like that, you're probably gonna know who we're 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 talking about. And you know, we can't wait for you guys to get this segment. I mean, Keith, wouldn't you say this? He's probably one of the most for real people that we, you know, industry that, that is so involved in the industry at a level that it, it basically embodies what we've always preached, which is educate, right? I think the, my, uh, so I'm a fan. I think the thing I'm the most of a fan about or the biggest fan of is his work ethic and, and Absolutely. just sort of uh, proof that you can succeed. It, it is a very interesting success story and success is defined by different people as being different sure. things. But I just love the I love the fact that I'm not alone in the world in in sort of the a crazy amount of hours that Jay that you know uh, like we we put in yeah uh, but, I mean, but seeing you other specifically people... because I'm not I'm not raising my children are grown now so <laughs> I've got a little bit of yeah a, I mean a what's spare his name is uh, you know he'd probably be home anytime but yeah right. uh yeah I just think um this is a great example for anybody that wants to get into the industry and that Absolutely. can mean many things from building yeah. to you know designing to uh yeah, marketing anything Right, and and where the industry's going, I mean, I think most of you guys out there, all of our audience, you understand that Keith and I do what we do because we like to inform people about our industry and the changes that it's go that it will continue to go through for generations. It has to. It's it's you have to move forward with progress, and um, so you know we're we're just super. In in the words of this guest, I'm super stoked, man. <laughs> right. This is probably one of the dopest guests that we've ever had on, and um, I'm, I'm digging it, man. I'm so so excited to have him on, and I can't wait for you guys to to hear his story. So, um, Keith, what do you say? Should we just uh, go ahead and? Uh, yeah. So this is this is yeah. Neil Chin, who mm -hmm. we got the 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 honor to hang with for a mm -hmm. full podcast, and uh, we met uh, in person for the first time at SEMA 2022 at the most recent SEMA show. Mm -hmm. And Neil is one of the most interesting dudes I have talked yep. to yep. in the industry for sure. And you young people, if you're kids and you're looking to get into the industry, you love cars or you want to work with cars. Right. This is the guy to watch. This is the Pay guy attention. to follow. This is the guy yep. to listen to. Mm -hmm. so, so without further well, ado, yeah. here's the interview, everybody.
Okay, so here we are, the moment we've all been waiting for. We got Neil Chen on. How's it going? <laughs> oh, this is perfect. And going in the gag reel. This is going in the gag reel. Blooper. Okay, you phone just fell. No, Sorry, it's sir. It's good. It's okay, man. It's tr trust me. I pulled my headphones out the first time I had a guest on. It was an embarrassing moment for me. But anyway, we'll get through this. All right. So hey, welcome in, Neil. Thanks so much for being on the show today, man. We could not be more excited to have you here with us. Um, if the world does not know about you and what you've done for the automotive industry, all right, they got to find out today. Here they're, it is. They're missing so out. So we're on an elevator. We've never met. You got three floors, probably what, 20, 25 seconds? Because I know there's a lot. You do a lot, Neil. So as we get on the elevator and I walk in and I go, what do you do? What's your answer? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I, in, the, in the quick one, like talk, I've been fortunate to play I tell my guy, my high school team coach, I get to build cars, design cars, play with cars. Um, travel the world um, and just really have a good time doing what I love. That's it. In a and you are also uh, recently appointed to a position. Um, I don't want to. You you can let the cat out of the bag. What what is your role? You, you have a, a you, yeah you have a, a new, new role, role right? Yes. So after Seema, I saw you guys. There's a show series festival, an electric uh, EV festival called. Electrify Expo. I am now the director of Electrify Show Off, and we are building the biggest, baddest EV car show in the world. Um, Electrify Expo has over a million square feet. We have every, anything electric you can think of scooters, razors, bikes, cars, trucks, paddle boards, uh, anything you think of. So I'm going to be running the car show segment. So similar to like the lightning you saw, BC Moto's Porsche, Rye Wires S2000, we're gonna have the best of the best um, in the EV world. And I'm excited because it's new. It, as we're gonna talk about, it's a new segment. And it kind of takes me back to when I started this in the 90s. I've helped build and design thousands of car shows. So this is a new space and uh, I'm excited to see uh, where this, uh, this car show segment and this, this space. So you've been us. doing this for, that's important. Like you just, I don't want to go, I want to go back to that for a second. So you've been doing this a while. Yes. Uh, electric is new for all of us. Uh, you've been doing this before EVs were a thing. And um, you, you've been putting product out there. You, you're, so you're a builder. Yes. And yes. you've built a lot of different stuff. Uh, it's always kind of got your thing on it. You're, you're kind of like this, like Tim Burton of car builders. You know, you've, you've got your like your Burton-esque. Yeah, right. Good analogy. So, uh, in fact, that's where we we met you for the first time, SEMA. Um, and you had a, an F-150 build that you just referenced that was the world's, it had the first uh, air, air, air fully automatic. Or I'm not doing it justice there, but. Yeah, fully functional, uh, fully so so clearly you think there's a this EV thing is not a flash in the pan um, and you've been around long enough to see lots of changes um, and, and, and Jay and I are we're kind of in the middle of this so you know we come from the automotive industry um, and 
we have we try to stay neutral you know we try to stay like switzerland so we we report on what we see and if there's a trend we call it out and this is definitely a trend but there's this it's really divisive and so you get the crowd that is very opposed to it because well i don't i mean there's lots of reasons right and so how do you as someone that has to tread carefully in your shoes how do you how do you how do you deal with that? Like, what's your what's your response to? Uh, oh man, Neil, you're doing EVs. Why? And yeah. I I've actually seen some of the comments about that, Neil, and it's it's interesting to me how people will take a side with it. And it's um, what I don't get. And Keith and I talk about this all the time. We're not anti EV. We're not anti you know ice. There's room for both. I think that we can share the platforms and, and, and show people what we can do with it rather than fight to get rid of it. And I think that's what's going on, right? Yeah. So I, um, I started right out of high school. And like I said, I've been Hondas, Acuras, and the Nissan, the S2000s, um, Scion, and I got Ford, Dodge, GM. I've done four cylinders. We've done motor swaps. I've, I worked at Vortex. I've done 1,200 horsepower supercharged motors. I've done 1,200 horsepower turbocharged RB26 by Ford or Skyline. So I've seen the trends come and go. I was part of the Fast and Furious 1 and 2 back in Miami. Um, I've been part of drag racing with Naira and NDRA back when Steph was trying to run nine, Sean Carlson. I've seen it all. Two years ago, I was approached by Ford to build the first Mach-E. Um, Von Ginn did his 14,000, 14 million horsepower motorsports. I did more. I mean, I drive it. I did my more SEMA build, but daily driver. 2021 SEMA, the feedback was not great. It was more of the negative. What's an EV? Why are you doing an EV? I still had my style to it, air suspension, 22-inch Fossins, full Recaros. And um, we didn't know each other last two years ago, but it won best of show Ford. Not just in the Ford booth. I won best of show Ford at SEMA, oh, which wow. had never been done before. And it was an EV. So the feedback was okay, but it was more 50-50. And there wasn't a lot of technology. There wasn't a lot of parts, verbiage, nothing. Go a year later, the response with the Lightning was a million times better. Um, you know, more, more parts you guys yep. saw in the booth. Um, the biggest question I get is not why did you build an EV or the EV cool. It's it's always the question about range. Okay. Yep. How far do you, go? Do you run out of gas and? I'll tell you this. I do tread lightly based on my position in the industry, but I don't have a filter, uh, meaning I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll say it yeah. as it is. It, it is a learning experience. And that's also why I took the job with Expo. So right after I saw you guys, I flew to Austin for the finale. Um, kind of as a spectator, as someone seeing if I wanted to explore the space. I learned a lot. I met ton of EV guys, guys way smarter than me. And 
I'll tell you this story. I drove my Lightning home from SEMA. And Ford knows this, and I'm close with Ford. It was a it wow. took me it took me twelve hours to get from home. From Vegas to LA. Four hundred miles LA. And the reason being the car was brand new. The mileage hadn't the, the brain hadn't started calculating. And then I put twenty fours. I had my tent. I had about an extra thousand pounds. Mm. So I did a photo shoot in the desert with Vossen. Kind of calculated, but the mileage was off. Long story short, I learned about charging stations, <laughs> charging, how long it takes to charge, where to stop. I got home, but it was yeah. a learning experience. Now I've had it for four months. I drive it around town. I've driven it to LA for the auto show. I've driven it to Joshua Tree. Yes, I have a charging station at the house, but it's all, it's really all knowledge based because even for myself, I have two fully electric vehicles. I've had it for over two years. I'm still learning. But like I was talking to a guy this morning doing a, an editorial piece, people are scared. You can't modify them. You can, you just have to sure. do it correctly. And then you have to do enough research on your mileage, charging stations, different kinds of chargers, you know, level one, level two, level three. But I drive my I drive my Mach E and my Lightning every single day. So I don't see it as a fad. I actually see it as the, I call it the next right. wave. Yeah. In millennium. It's it's gonna be the future. Sorry. I mean, I don't get into polit politics, I don't get into gas, money, just from sure. a builder designer and trend standpoint everything's going electric look at scooters drift trikes anything i mean my whole garage i used to have stuff for my kids you'd have to put yep. gas Everything's same play now i don't have a yep. single gas thing in my and if it's happening in the scooters razor super 73 all those companies i mean i'll give you an example at electrified expo we have over a dozen OEM vendors. So OEM. now, now I got to ask you a question that's not that we didn't. I'm going to throw a new one at you here. My son and I ride. Uh, we trail ride. We ride woods bikes. So he has a he has a Yamaha right now. I've got a Honda. We've had various stuff, right? And I know you had Super 73s on the back of your of your build that we saw. That's the one yes. industry power sports wise that I haven't seen. I haven't seen jump on this yet. And it's interesting to me because, you know, when we woods ride, like if you if you go out and you ride 10 miles, you're done. Like that is a beating. You, 10 miles will take you a couple hours. And, you know, you're doing you're doing single track. You're doing stuff that you're doing five, 10 miles an hour. And then you run into a wide open section. So why? Because that, that seems like the perfect fit to me for an electric. Why? Are you seeing any entries from like a Honda or Yamaha on their dirt bike side where they will be going electric? I there you got you touched on one you might and two I do because it's crazy. I was up in um, Marquette's uh, uh, after Austin or up there. It's all about um, outdoor mm -hmm. exploration. Same thing. 
it's coming. I see it with bikes, dirt bikes, four wheelers. I mean, it's funny now people are designing paddle boards mm. for lunch and at least San Francisco or Seattle, we've got water sports, yep. you know, with EV. Sounds kind of weird, but right. it's coming up. No, I think you've got something with, with the outdoor stuff. Um, I have a relationship with Honda. I think eventually everybody will get there. I do still believe we're a little bit ahead of our okay. time. Yeah. Even with Expo being at a million square feet and not, and being right now we're at seven events. Next year we're going to go to probably 10. We're eventually going to expand worldwide. I think we're still at the cusp of it. Yeah, Jay and I call this like the first gen. We're still in the first generation. I mean, if you think about like your first iPhone, you know, um, and how different they are now, or really if you want to go pre-iPhone, right? So we had portable phones, you know, we had the StarTac flips and all that. But um, then the second generation was really where we turned a corner and things got really good. And that's kind of our, you know, perspective of this is, we just keep reminding people like, you know, lithium batteries are probably not going to be the go-to for in five years, maybe, you know, somewhere in there. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a gen one thing. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I believe more research, buying products. Like it was funny, Marquette, there's a mine that goes through town and they're filled and it's all the stuff for lithium batteries. So I think technology and we learn more. Like you said, we're only here. It's right. only going to get better. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And I think too, something else that we have to realize is that who who is this future for? And we all have kids, right? I mean, so we know we, we need to start paying attention to what our kids are looking to purchase in 15 years. What are they after? And that's who we need to be focusing on. And this is why I appreciate what you're doing with the Electrify Expo. It's all about education, right? I mean, that, yep. it's 100% what it's all about. So, and I appreciate the fact that you're, you're telling us, hey, it took me 12 hours to get home from Vegas, right? And that's, that's significant. But yep. I think in a matter of, like you said, educating someone on how do you deal with this is you plan your trips out like you're supposed to. So I've talked to people who have gone cross country that have done the homework, the footwork, they know where their chargers are at and they've had zero issues with it, you know? And so there is a big argument there. I get that, but I also, I'm starting to see some bend a little bit with the ice guys. Um, There's a couple of organizations out there. We have several friends that are in these organizations and their, their engine rebuilding, um, segment. I had a guy say, and I thought it was a great analogy that the future is really not all electric. It's going to be more eclectic. In other words, we're going to have to see more of a little bit of everything in order to get to where we want to be with that. And so, and there has to be an understanding of that. So I personally appreciate what you're doing with that and am excited to come to one event specifically. And that's a Seattle show this year. So oh, I, yeah. will, I will be there. So you will be my guest. We'll walk around. You'll see so much. Only place. And if you bring your drive, like I said, 13, 14, 15 models of cars. We have like 20, 30 bike vendors. You can ride bikes. You can test scooters, skateboards, all the cars. And then we've got a bunch of different segments where you'll see a lot of guys now are like, 
we haven't even talked about this, are making their old cars EV. That's yeah. a whole other thing I'm learning. Well, uh, we saw a DeLorean. I, I we saw a DMC-12 uh, at the SEMA show, and uh, the company uh, fully converted it, and they sell the conversion kits. And it was fascinating. Yep. Well, yeah, absolutely it is. And Ford, being as smart as they are with that illuminator, right. crate motor, it was huge. Yep. We we um, we were there when Jay Leno revealed the F, you know, the F one hundred resto with yeah. with the Maki interior. Yeah, were you part of that um, that build itself as well? No, I know the people who built it. That's where I built the Maki. I was with the illuminator motor because I have three older projects that I'm going to eventually make electric. So that's what I was saying. 2021, it was so hard to talk to people about motors, batteries, wiring, how to make it all fit. Now, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you've done, this is not, let's go average because, because every build is different. How long does it take you average time frame to complete a build? SEMA builds are quicker, even though they're, they're, well, I call all my builds SEMA builds, but I'll give you an example. The lightning was done in six weeks, which is incredibly fast. You probably beat the Durango was about 10 weeks, but we had to film. I'd say an average build is about eight weeks, but I plan probably two to three months out yeah. ordering parts, but shops like i said i've done including this year we're at 162 sema builds give or take so it's kind of like clockwork and then but this year i learned i'm actually doing four builds right now when i typically don't start till the summer so right after sema i'm already we're working on four builds now and then i have another two before the summer and then the summer another one or so- two so I would say for the kids and I I, I see this and hopefully we will do a good job of putting this in front of some kids. I I see you being kind of an inspirational figure for kids that want to get into this. Um, And I I, I can tell you, everybody firsthand, just one of the things that I picked up on right away. And and I know we joked about this. um, You know, people probably think it's easy and you don't do anything. And. Um, I can tell you guys firsthand in the communications that we've had with Neil, he is a hustler. He is always working. He's always doing something to line up the next project. He's always communicating. He's always going through his list of things that he's got to do. You were just talking about your order list and all that. I mean, that's a work ethic thing, and you definitely have that. Um, what? So from a from a from a perspective of how you got into this, right? So if somebody wants to perhaps go down this road, cause there's some really cool parts of what you do. What, how does like, oh, yeah. is that possible today? Cause you got into this a while back. I mean, is it possible to make a career out of this? If you just start like somebody that wants to start now? Yeah, I, I honestly, so I noticed when my daughter's 12 now, I'm a little smarter, but, I always thought dad, dad yeah. has like 12, but, um, you know, I started in high school. Um, funny story and probably on Google cause I wrote a bunch of articles on it. 
I've been with my wife since 95. Um, it was her and my brother. This really started as a hobby. I tell everybody, I didn't go to school. Um, I was even a magazine editor for eight years. No joke. Again, no filter. I can't spell. <laughs> I am illiterate. I could write a hell of an article. But everybody's like, you went to school for writing. No. What I tell everybody, it's mm-hmm. all relationship-based. Just like meeting you guys. I got out of high school. I started working. Um, I built the car. My wife, girlfriend at the time, my brother, we drove up and down the East Coast. You got to remember, there were no trailers. We grew up in Miami. So the scene wasn't as big in the 90s. We helped Hotter Port Nights come to the East Coast, Naira, NDRA. Long story short, we drive up and down the East Coast. And again, it's going to sound funny, but people are like, who are these three Asian kids driving everywhere? Atlanta, yep. Fernope, Philadelphia, Chicago, Texas, Tennessee. So we would meet these partners. Partners would recognize us. You have cool builds. I had no idea what I was doing. There were no sponsors. I call them partners now. We would literally put proposals together, me and my wife, in the house, take pictures, no digital, right. glue them to the paper. I, if I could find it, I have my original Toyo Tires 1996 proposal. But we would send out proposals. There was no email, so you'd mail out hard copies. Um, and it just kept going. I kept trying to always over-deliver, excuse my language, build cool shit that stood out from everybody else. Uh, we flew out media people to Miami. Um, I think my skyline had, this doesn't happen anymore, had seven covers in one month worldwide. So, yeah, that kind of put us on the map. I love talking to people. As you guys know, I can't shut up. And I love teaching. You know, I was fortunate enough. That's what I tell everybody. I had mentors in our space. Craig Lieberman, RJ Devera. Guys that I looked up to, and the best part, as you said, Keith, I get to do that now. Not just with my kids, but I get to give back on how yeah. did you get there. Um, to, to answer your question, I think so. It's a little different. When you're on the East Coast, everybody wanted to go to the West Coast, but the competition was less. Okay. For me now, it's, you just have to kind of stand out. Like... You have to do what you're going to say and more. You have to try to build good vehicles. A good example, Ford. There's always Ford builders, but some of them stay. Some of them fall off. Why do you fall off? You don't do your quarterly report. You don't build a good vehicle. You don't have the right partners. You don't go to shows. You don't post on social media. You don't do recaps. No disrespect. Why in the hell would Ford give you a car? So right. you and I have way so, uh, like I, I knew we had some things in common. There's a lot more in common here as I'm listening than but met my wife in 95. I also have a 12 year old. Um, uh, you oh, no. might be, Neil, the first person that I've m- met in a long time that stays busier than I do. And, and Jay can vouch for, for me there. Like I'm literally like for sure I will watch some TV, but it's always sort of like. I just there's always that motor, right? So as you're sort of outlining, yeah, right. you, you've got great work ethic. There's an element of just 
running the long race, right? So even if mistakes happen and they do for all of us, you just go back the next day and you and you and you and you go again. And you've definitely got that. Okay. Yes, so now so you've kind of laid out some of your recipe. All right, let's say you get your you get your hands on a a DMC twelve with a flux capacitor and a you know Mister Fusion, <laughs> and you go back about you go back about thirty years, twenty five thirty years, and and you you have you have a minute in passing to give some advice to young Neil. Now. He's not going to recognize you because I've seen pictures of you in the past and you had hair. So there won't be your the time paradox is right. safe. There's no risk of like the time whatever time paradox being an issue. But you've just got a quick like you know minute to go, hey kid, and 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 just throw out some some life advice now without the obvious like bet on this sports team at you know million to one odds or whatever, right? <laughs> like not that, but just life advice. What's your What's your what's your advice to young Neil, knowing what you know now? Yeah, that's a perfect question. I have a fortune, and we keep that it's enjoy life, um, count your blessings, you know, take care of people. It's a, and, and it's a small industry, and not just in cars and everything I do in sports in real estate. Just be a good person. Um, really enjoy what you do. In that sense, I don't really work. I, I do, but I don't, because I love what I do. Um, travel, spend time with your family, and give back. I've been so fortunate. I want to continue to be able to give back with my time, with my resources, um, and don't be better than anybody. People always ask, why do you share all your information? Someone shared it with me. Someone introduced me to you guys, to the right person at Ford. So, um, again, without repeating myself, because my wife says I do, enjoy what you do. Um, you're not going to please everyone. I tell my kids that. Um, make sure you're happy and do you. Ne like, never be satisfied. Always push the envelope and progress and think one, three, five, ten years ahead. Great advice. Great advice Thank for anybody. You. All right, so ten years ahead. Sure, Where so. are we in ten years? What what's the industry look like in ten years, since you've opened that since you opened that door? <laughs> um, I think we're gonna get I. Ooh, that's a good question. Like in the EV space, I know where I think it's going. An industry in a whole, you're still gonna have like look at your old school cars. When I say old school, seventies, eighties, your S, you know your S fifteen, your Skylines, all your cool BMWs, your Euros. I think you'll see a lot more old cars with EVs. Um, I do think you'll see a lot more EVs. I'll give you a quick goal of ours, and I don't know if my boss will see this. He probably will. You guys remember the Nopi yeah. Nationals, you know, in, in Atlanta. 7,000 cars. You know, I worked for Nopi and, and NDRA and Naira. That's our goal, to have a couple thousand vendors, thousands of bikes, thousands of EV cars, educational seminars. So that's the EV side. And our industry, I think, is going to keep growing. There's a lot of guys excited about building cars that I talk to. Um, I don't think we're going anywhere, you know, um, and we'll continue to grow. It's different now. There's not all shows. There's more meets. Um, social media is different. You don't have to wait two months to see a, a car in a magazine. Right. So I can 
see that progressing. And I'm excited because my son's in the cars, so he'll be 24 in 10 years um, to see what, what the next gen- where the next generation takes us. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, you're spot on there. And I also think that, you know, we, we're starting to see some integration or, if, if you will, to other shows. Like, for example, CES was a huge platform this year for the automotive industry. And I think yeah. that we have to pay attention to what's going on with the electrification technology has to go along with, right? So I think that's that's going to make it a lot more interesting for a different demographic as well. Like, for example, my my oldest son, he's a software engineer, but he loves EVs. I mean, he, he's on the hook now for a, a F-150 Lightning. Um, he's asking me all these questions. Should I, Dad? Should I, it's your money? If you want to do it, try it. Why not? You know, just give it a give it a. Uh, but my suggestion has been generational, right? So we're going to make some mistakes along the way till we get better at what we do. And I, I've said this: Keith will drop that bomb on me. So where do you think we'll be at in ten years? And I've said it. I don't think that some of the marks that they're trying to hit uh, is is achievable. I do yeah. think you have to start somewhere. Um, and I think that's the bigger argument that people have is, you know, will it, will it happen? And that's what people are afraid of. They're afraid of the change, but I personally don't think it's going to be that, that soon it'll be there, but it'll just be a different generation, the next technology. And that's where CES comes into play here as well. Yeah. So you've got, you know, auto manufacturers, right? Like you guys just pointed to at CES dropping, you know, major, you know, Dodge just, just at the last one. Um, so there's another shift here, um, just to SEMA, it, it appears, and they're not alone, is shifting that. So SEMA started as uh, industry professionals, right? Um, specialty mm-hmm. equipment manufacturers, right? And it was a members only, I guess. That's pr- they probably wouldn't appreciate that term, but it was an industry professional membership uh, meet. And yeah. we are seeing that shift to enthusiasts. So, you know, this year they did the thing where, was it Friday, Jay, where it, you could you could get in if yeah. you weren't a member. You could buy an all-day ticket and to get in. And it looks like next year yep. they're going to expand that even more. Um, I, I'm sure that decision didn't happen in a vacuum. They're seeing things that are driving them in that direction and saying, if we want to be around in 20, 30 years, this is where we think it's at. And now you're tied into yep. doing shows. And um, is that happening everywhere? I guess there's your question. You know, are we opening these shows up to more and more non-professionals, so to speak, enthusiasts? Yes. Well, so the Friday thing's been a couple years. But like I said, I've done probably a thousand shows across the world. So not Canada... London, UK, Jakarta, everywhere, Montreal. You got to think about it. It's a lot enthusiast-based. Like the, the, the non-SEMA shows, non-CES. They're just they're just evolving with the times. And it's just like print was. You know, I tell the story. I had one of the best tuner magazines, but my boss was closed-minded. And he didn't want to expand. And unfortunately, you know, with print and everything, he went out of business. But I'm like, you have to, you have, you can't be stuck in your bubble, just like our bills. And I think SEMA sees that. If they're going to, I mean, I've, I've been going to SEMA, this was my 23rd year, maybe 24th, I think 23rd. I bought booths, uh, I built cars, 
You know, I've worked for agencies, the whole nine yards. And I've seen SEMA, what it was and what it's becoming. This is just my take, and I'm close with SEMA. If they don't change, they could die. They right. could end. Because you sure. have to evolve with the times. Right. The EV market will be interesting. They put us in that corner. That EVs are going to start taking well, over they already little are. by little. Right. I mean, uh, where you were this yeah, year compared to that. where they had that group in like the North Hall or wherever it was the year prior, it, it, they're they're expanding that into more and more of the main area. Yeah, and they're going to have to. And like I said, what we're doing with with Expo and how that's growing and how that's going to end up going, you know, to different countries. You have to in anything we do including SEMA and other shows, you have to keep growing and building. And that's why I think you're going to see the enthusiast stuff. You know, they've got mm -hmm. Ignited after, you know, so uh, walked over to Ignited, met more people there. A lot of just enthusiasts, you know, not industry um, buyers and sellers. But I don't think they're going to limit themselves because it's not going to help the right. show grow. So I think it's going to become, I don't think it'll be all four days. But I don't see SEMA going back from um, allowing enthusiasts and people who typically can't get into the show right. get into the show. Right. Um, your F-150 Lightning that you built for this for the 2022 show, I think with the timing of that was spot on for a lot of reasons. And as with the EV industry, the overlanding industry has just blown up like crazy yes. so i don't know if that was your intent coming into the show was showing people what they could do with a an overlanding type vehicle was that your intent with that or yeah it was so when we when we work with ford design we pitch different concepts different ideas. and um this one was a no-brainer especially where we live you know the beach 15 minutes away big bear joshua tree um it was it was, like I said, a no-brainer because we wanted to show what we we're capable of, going yeah. hiking, having the bikes. And when I designed it, I thought of, everything. you know, the tent, the solar panels, the extra three lithium batteries, the two e-bikes, the razors. It's got a fridge, the grill, um, and everything is plug and play. So it was because, like you said, even with your son, can't people weren't sure, right. can you do it? Some people you see in the comments, it's stupid. You're going to go to... Hike, right. and you're not gonna be able to charge. You're gonna run. Yeah, it's all planned. <laughs> I'm not. Well, and you're not like not I will. So I we we travel a lot, and I have owned quite a few RVs. And we were in Yosemite this summer, and passed a couple Rivians pulling airstreams down in the park. There's charging stations in the park. Um, Yellowstone last year uh, did a test pilot of fully automated. Uh, I'm trying to think of what they called them, but they were shuttle buses and they were all electric and they would uh, driverless take you around. And so they're putting accommodations in some of these locations where you're not dead. If, if you if you end up with a dead battery, you've got options. And that's happening more and more yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, my, my again, I should no filter needs. I actually went under the zero on the way home. I went, uh, and, and here's what no one knows, and I don't know if anybody's ever said this, I did it, so I, I was able to drive. So I planned, and it was actually my MapQuest sent me the wrong way. 
And then someone was following me, and I'm like, I felt it was off, but I followed Google uh, MapQuest or whatever it was. And I was on zero. So I pulled over. I told my buddy, go the way I think it is. It was about a mile away. So I was like, like you said, you're either going to tow it or you're going to try it. I had no choice. I drove like 1.3 miles under zero, but I've learned from it. What's my car capable of? I didn't plan well from SEMA because I was exhausted and the photo shoot was in the desert, like you said. So I'm like, oh, I can make it to Baker. I was off a couple of miles. But you're seeing stuff pop up all over the place. And that's the cool part. Like even in, in, in Marquette, Michigan, they're yep. setting up charging stations in the yep. middle of nowhere. Like I went to do real estate and learn about the geography and um, overlanding. I saw two people on Sunday, two, and there's charging stations. So I think eventually, as you guys said, it won't be tomorrow. It might not be in 10 years, but eventually there'll be enough for us to be able to, 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 to get so around. So rumor has it, and I, I'm i open to testing this sometime if we want to go shoot a video. Uh, so I, I always, when I tow uh, with my RV, I always tow like, on a trailer. I'm just, I like my stuff and I know you can tow what they say like four down. Right. But I always just trailer my stuff. Yeah. I like my stuff. You're turning the wheels. You're putting miles on the rubber. You're turning the axle. I've just never been a fan of that. Plus I've got like a couple Toyotas and they don't like to be flat towed. So I trailer them, but rumor yeah. has it, Neil, that if you flat tow your EV and you turn on uh, recovery. If you turn on your, you know, your reclamation, you'll charge it up. Yeah. So if you got a buddy that'll tow you down the road for a couple miles, you get enough power to limp into the to the charging station. It, it, we should test that. Or you put, you, yeah, like I said, way. you flat tow it behind your RV and you're charging them up going right. down the road. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I learned driving locally. And I'm sure this is, I, I don't, I haven't read up into it, but it's a lot more beneficial locally yeah. than on the freeway because you're right. braking and you're nice. So for Vegas was straight shot home besides when we got off the chart. So those all things play factors. And again, this comes back to the educational part. This comes back to why we have seminars at Expo because none of us know this, including me. I literally flew to Austin the weekend after and I wish I would have known the knowledge Right. A week prior, because I was straight up blind guessing going home. And then you learn from these people who've been through it. And we have these seminars and they teach you all this stuff. We didn't know. That's where it's cool, because now we get to teach guys like your kids who want to buy an EV. What did we go through? What did we learn? And how do we better our experience driving um, an electric so vehicle. So let let me let me segue from there into another teachable, uh, and I, I'll try to bring it home here. I, I think we're getting close on time, but um, so yes. work life balance. Uh, we you are an example of something that Jay and I I've I've drugged Jay into this lifestyle, whether he likes it or not. Um, where Doctor, you, it's okay. and I I've said for I years it. like. I think the days of our dads um, kind of working the same job for 40 years and retiring from that place, I'm not saying that will never happen again. I just think it's 
going to be less and less common. And we are we are this diversified group of people that have figured out like you can it's almost like an Uber driver. Like you'll take gigs over here and then you're doing this thing. Jay's out doing consulting for valve train and helping design parts and that sort of stuff. And then we've got our thing. And so it's sort of this a la carte, right? You're, you're, you're sort of creating your own career, so to speak, but it's a very non-traditional one. Um, and, and you clearly you do that. So being that busy, cause that is a big demand on family and all that. What, what, Work-life balance, right? Again, we're talking to people that maybe want to get into this industry. They're probably going to have some of those same work requirements where they may not be able to do it full-time right away. How do you, what's your secret? Like, do you ever sit down and watch shows with your family on television? And what, what what's your balance? Like, do you just turn your phone off at 8 p.m. and you're done? How does that work? This I know he doesn't. This is the perfect. So... I agree with the work thing. The only thing I've had longer than two years while my dog is my wife. I've been with her, what, yeah. 27 years? But I agree on the work thing. Um, to answer your question, it's it's grown over the years. Um, I used to have my phone on 24-7. A couple of years ago, I cut back. I still do emails. I have ADD. I, I don't have 100 text messages on my phone. They're on zero. I don't have a hundred emails in my inbox. They're on zero. I try to reply. I try to relax a little bit more, but there is a balance. So back to my job, jobs, and I'll get, and this is not bragging. This is just me being crazy. Car design and builds, you know, now working for Expo. It's supposed to be part-time. I put in like 500 hours before I was hired. I love it. I want Expo to succeed. I want show off to be the coolest thing. I'm talking to Ford and Dodge about the builds for this year. I have four builds going on. Don't laugh. I do real estate. Um, Holy cow, consult- man. Yeah, it's everything I love. I Don't laugh. That's why I have no voice. I, I coach a high school yep. basketball team. We're about to win our first league title. Awesome. I love, I love it, love it, love it, because I'm into sports. And then it's family. I do. I love TV. People, I don't sleep. I guess that's my thing. I try to spend as much time with my wife. Um, I pick up my kids from school. I drop off my son. I'm at every basketball practice. I might have my yeah, phone I've done with that. me. Yeah, but I'm at. Hey, you're there. Yeah. You, so you know. Just, yeah. As long as you're yeah, not the coach, if you're coaching and you're trying to, you know, respond to some. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. High school. I think the best thing I, is for me. I'm lucky. I have a wife that's been here since day one. I mean, she was there in 95 when we started. So she knows the hustle and bustle. She's been to every, she knows every SEMA. So that week's a, a, a no brainer. Um, and I would say the only other thing I think is just again, back to planning. Like I traveled a lot prior to my kids and then I stopped for a while. I had my road show, but I had a good team in place. We used to do like 30 shows a year. And then I stopped traveling. Besides SEMA, and if it was mandatory for a partner or something. And then this year, now they're a little bit older. I think I've taken four trips in SEMA. So they kind of get it. But I'd say probably seven, eight, ten years, I cut back and wanted to be more of a dad, 
more involved. Um, and I brought them into it. They come to SEMA. My son's in the cars. So the biggest balance is planning. Man, I can't say not overdoing yeah. it because I'm like you. My 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 mind is always turning. We got to talk about um, the son at SEMA thing because I've been that's I've been repeatedly asked that. And if you're doing it, I would consider it. Um, we'll talk later. But that's a I I have yeah <laughs> I, have, I have questions. I know all the tra- yeah okay the trade. yeah yeah. Social media keeps you very busy, right? Yes, that yeah. too. You know what, though? It becomes, like people say, it's not a job. It becomes it becomes um, yeah, just part right. of the daily motion. Like mm-hmm. posting. Um, my son's IG page is bigger than mine <laughs> for basketball. But it, just, it sure. just becomes the norm. I wake right. up. I know how to post. I, I know what. I keep Ford happy. The partner's happy. It's been, though, it's probably been, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, you know, of, of social. So, yes, that's another intricate part of my day-to-day. And I understand that very well. Keith and I, uh, that's mostly what I oh, do. Oh, yeah, we split socials. duties. I, I can't um, do it. I'm like, dude, it. you got to take this on. I, I can't. And so Jay lives in that side, and thankfully I've stepped out. He's just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's part of it. And, you know, my, my wife may not appreciate me checking analytics all the time. That's kind of what I tell her these days. I'm, <laughs> honey, I'm checking analytics. It's, it's part of the job. Right. But, um, yeah, it's so important. You have to stay on top of it. And, you know, that's, and I was telling Keith, that's one of the things that I appreciate the most about you is that you're so accessible. And I think you have to be, um, if you're in this industry and, and, and that's what it's all about is educating and pushing that forward. So I guess before we close out of here, before Keith takes us out of here, can you give out your socials? So people, I, I I'm going to say to everybody out there, our audience out there, please follow Neil. It, it's so fun to watch you do your thing every day, man. Um, so okay. put them, put them out there for us. Yeah. So I really live on I am. I I post nonstop on there, and now since I'm a working adult, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> I love it. Quick, quick, quick story on that one. I set my account same ten, twelve years ago. If you go to my picture, I still have a mohawk because I never went. I literally have a mohawk, but uh, my boss at Expo said, "Hey, just update your LinkedIn." with director of show off and i'm like this is stupid and i told my wife i'm like babe who, do, who uses linkedin and within yeah. like an it's hour growing, like 400 man. It's, it's it is yeah that's it how I, that's how i reached out to you neil was through linkedin i mean and even though we had spoken with you at sema and interviewed you and talked to you i just kind of felt i started looking for I, your page I, and there you is. were i'm like oh and, and then i told him i said now he's well, he's with the uh, electrify it Expo, started as people uh, basically looking for work and that, and then Microsoft bought them. And yeah. now we use it like for uh brand connectivity with partners as you call them. And uh, yeah, it's, and I don't think they're done. I think that's going to be they're They're, no. they're can LinkedIn. You will see some continued changes. Um, okay. So electrify expo. So are, if, if people want to meet you, yeah. are you going to be at all yeah. of these that are coming up and can they go to the website and find out the locations and dates? Go to electrify.com. That's the whole festival. Expo 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.